Hey girl, are your healthy habits all over the place or non-existent? Do you wish you could find true food freedom, move your body for joy, and really just talk a little nicer to yourself? If you have tried to have it hack your health, but the strategies you've tried just haven't worked for you in your busy lifestyle, then this podcast is for you. Hey, I'm Emily Nichols, habit and fitness coach, behavior change specialist, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I'm here to tell you there is an easier way than what we've been taught about our health and our habits. How do I know? Well, because I've transformed my own life through habit hacking, and now my family gets the best of me, and I now help my clients do the same. I'm now going to teach you how to create healthy habits in less time, guilt-free for all seasons of your life. It's not your fault your habits haven't worked, my friend. We just have to do them differently. So are you ready to feel empowered and transform your habits in life? Then let's do this. You're listening to episode 189 of Self Transformed. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. It's January 30th. All right, we're almost there. We're almost through the first month of 2023. I feel like it's January like 95th today though. It's been the longest month ever. I don't know if it's just because it's gray and cold out every day and I'm just craving sunshine, not getting outside as much as I'd like to. But I hope you've been easing into the month, really focusing on the healthy habits that are serving you in this season of life that you are in and losing that all or nothing mentality. Even if you're just doing like three minutes of a healthy habit, a self-care habit, whatever you want to call it, a day, that is a win, my friend, that we should celebrate. I want to take a moment before we get into today's conversation and thank you all so much for the feedback as a I sent out a survey last week all about what I can be doing to best serve you from the show and from a coaching perspective, programming, downloads in the shop. And y'all, I love getting feedback and seeing patterns that happen over time. And starting this Thursday, the 2nd, starting in February, every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be going live on Instagram. Okay, it's going to be Habit Hacking Weekly Live. I'm going to go live on Instagram for like 10 minutes max. Okay, so you can catch it there. I'll have the replay available probably as a reel or some some sort of situation. I'm not that techie. I got to figure that out. <laughs> but I'll also post the replays on YouTube as well. Just for a little extra, I guess, cliff notes for the week. We'll kind of recap what we talked about if we had a guest on that week. The biggest habit hack for the week as well just to give you a little bit more oomph and action. Sometimes we have to hear things over and over again. So if we have just a 10-minute recap, like, okay, this is what we learned. Here's our action items. And if you join me live, what's really fun is we'll be able to interact together and answer any questions that may come up. So we'll see how this goes. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, You can find me on Instagram at emilynichols22. It's always linked in the show notes for you as well. And I'm excited to do this for you all. It's been really fun hearing all of your feedback from this past week. And you'll kind of notice a little bit of a shift over the next month. Every Thursday's habit hack will specifically be a habit hack around food freedom. It'll be a habit hack around mindset or it'll be a habit hack around movement. Food freedom seems to be the hot topic around here. And I totally get that. I hear that, especially as ladies, it's so confusing as far as food and what we should or should not be eating and all the conflicting diet advice we're getting out there. And don't get me started on emotional eating. We'll we'll get into that though. We'll get into that together though. And I'm going to alternate that subject matter every Thursday for you on Habit Hack Thursday. And of course, keep bringing you amazing guests to help you take action 
coming later this month as well. There'll be a workshop happening monthly in conjunction with the Transformation Shop to help you take action with one of the tools in the shop. So something new will be added to the shop every month. So thank you again so much for the feedback. This is how we grow the show. This is how we all take better care of ourselves and I'm just here for it. We're actually lining out the next quarter in the Habit Hacking Society. Now, if you're not a member, come join us because we're talking and voting on subject matters, the themes we want to do for the next few months. Again, just focus on those three fundamental needs. We've had a lot of fun this past month talking about January planning, and next month we're going into talking about self-love. And of course, there'll be a challenge around that and a guest speaker. So come join us over there as well. So many fun ways to work together. And of course, you'll still find Self-Transformed here twice a week for you. If you want to learn more about how we can connect and be one of the first people to know, unless you're in the society, they're always the first to know. <laughs> they kind of know a couple of months in advance what I'm thinking. They're so great at giving me feedback. But text me your favorite emoji to 773-904-2157. You'll be the first to know when new stuff is coming. And plus, you'll get my weekly Motivational Monday text. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about today's episode. I'm so excited for you to listen in on this conversation with our guest today, Leah Rimelay from the Balancing Busy Podcast. I'm so excited for you all to hear this conversation. I think balance can be like a four-letter word sometimes, right? We talk more about like, we had a whole episode a few months back about what balance really means and how it's not you know, equally in each section of your life. It's it's the pie. If you're looking at like a pie chart, it's not equal pieces. Everything has a little bit bigger pieces. And when you were thinking about balancing, that's very personal to you. But also the busyness. Oh my goodness. We kind of get into this a little bit in today's episode as well. But the biggest takeaway I want you to take from today is to take action and that it doesn't mean you have to do more in order to find balance. You know, how many times have you found yourself saying, oh, next month I will find rest and take a break, you know, and not be so busy. And it just never happens. It always just gets busier. We have, you know, that invisible load of motherhood that we talk about so much here on the show and in my secret podcast, Atomic Habits for Women, how we have to do habits differently. And Leah does such a great job outlining that for us today. And the show, it kept, I kept thinking about in the forefront of my mind, this is why women have to do habits differently. We're balancing so many plates, but the biggest one is just the busyness. So we're going to help you figure out what feels good to you and leave you feeling empowered today that you have a choice to decide if that busyness is going to feel frantic and have a hold on you or that busyness that you have in your life actually helps you feel fulfilled. I love this so much. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Leah. Leah Rimelay is an international speaker and strategist who helps women do less to get more. Love that. She's the host of the Balancing Busy podcast, teaching women how to have the and Okay, you are this and, right? We want incredible careers and happy homes, great health, and maybe even time for a nap every once in a while. Amen. Simply put, if you're a woman on a mi- with a mission, but you worry that scaling your business means failing at home, 
then Leah can show you how to spread your message, make an incredible income, all while replacing busy with better. I love this so much. Regardless if you're an entrepreneur, you work from home, you're a stay-at-home mom with a mission or big dreams on your heart, today we are going to help you balance busy and replace busy with just doing life better, not feeling frantic, but feeling fulfilled. I love this so much. So as always, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode. I'll share my three biggest takeaways with you. And thank you so much. On the survey, a lot of you said you love these three biggest takeaways. Thank you. I've been doing that for three years because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but I'm listening to a podcast and usually I'm multitasking or I'll get interrupted by a kiddo coming to talk to me or the dog needs to go out and I'm like, I'm not actively listening. So it's great to have the cliff notes at the end. So I'm glad you appreciate that. So get a pen and paper handy. Again, stick around to the end to hear those three biggest takeaways and let's get into this conversation with Leah. All right, gang, I am so excited to talk to my new friend who will soon be your new friend, Leah Rimelay of the Balancing Busy podcast. Leah, thank you so much for coming on Self Transformed. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You bet. Well, the first question I ask every guest, Leah, is what comes to mind when you hear the phrase self transformed? So, okay, if I'm thinking of self transformed, If I want anything in my life to change, I need to change me first. So to me, self-transformed, it's, it's me growing into that next elevated version of myself. Mm, That elevated version of yourself. I think sometimes we just settle for like being mediocre or just being like the standard working mom, whatever. And I feel like a lot of times we aren't reaching our full potential sometimes. And a lot of that just comes from we're pouring from such an empty cup all the time and the others, and we're not realizing our full potential and what we need, right? Oh, so true. I I feel like, you know, I, I visualize this wheel and there's like spokes coming out of it, like almost like a bicycle wheel. And there's all these different areas in my life that that I want to improve on. I want to get better on. And so this idea of self-transformation, it happens little by little, area by area. And I just keep working my way around the wheel, whether it's, you know, something like one of the first things that I really wanted to learn and, and get better at when I was, you know, decades ago was I wanted to learn how to cook. Right. And so I went through this process of like transforming and elevating myself to this, this version of me that I aspired to be, who could host big dinners and knew how to cook and make meals and and all these things. Right. And then, you know, what's happened in my business and in my health and, and in a million different ways, even within any of those spheres. And so, yeah, it's just this, this elevated version of me. It's like the I, I was thinking at first 2.0 version, but then I'm like, okay, but it keeps working. So I'm like 1.1, 1. It's like the Apple iPhone, right? It's yeah. like, what number am I on at this point? I'm like 2.0.7.8 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's so funny. I always have to ask my teenage son, like, what what iPhone do I have? Like, what number is it? He's like, it's a 10 or 12. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, but I feel like that, like, I love that vis- visualization of like a wheel because it's still circular. It's still ever growing and going. And you're probably on version like 
22.5 by now. And that's okay. That's we're ever evolving. I love that so much. I love that's why I always ask that question because everyone has a different answer and it's so beautiful <laughs> to hear everyone's response. Well, Leah, let's learn a little bit more about you. Can you share a little bit more about maybe your own transformation story? What has really led you into what you do today and who you are today? So I am definitely an ever evolving, ever transforming kind of human. I really take uh, change and adaptation. It's just absolutely a part of who I am. So I started my entrepreneurial journey. Well, really, I mean, when I was very young, I am that entrepreneur spirit is just, it is in my DNA. Like that has always been who I am. But when I had three babies, I really wanted something that was my own. I think a lot of people can relate to that. You're in the trenches of motherhood. You are doing all the things for everyone else. And I remember having this moment where I just felt like, you know, every accomplishment isn't actually mine. It's the oldest is riding a bike and the middle one is eating solids and the baby, you know, the newborn just can hold their head up or whatever, right? It was all these things that my husband at that time was uh, about to go into graduate school. So it was, you know, he got into the school, he did great on the test, he, right? Like, I remember very vividly having this moment where I thought there is nothing that is ever gonna be my own thing again, which of course was not true. That was very black and white thinking, but I, I felt that and I wanted something to be mine that I could, be proud of and that I could pour myself into. And so I looked for what business I could start and I chose photography, which I feel like is very much a gateway business for a lot of moms. Like there's these gateway businesses that like we enter. Some people are truly, truly talented and it's like, that's in their core. That was not me. It was just <laughs> a vehicle. I wanted to be an entrepreneur and photography was going to be the vehicle in which I did that because I thought, oh, I can have these hours. I can make it work for my family, all these different things. And um, the business grew really, really quickly, which is the dream. That is, I'm so grateful, especially because you know we were in school. We did not have a lot of money and I reached six figures in that first year. And it was just like, wow, this is incredible. But I hadn't built the right systems. I, you know, a lot of us start and we're like, I just want anyone to pay me, like just someone be willing to give me money. You're not ready for if a bunch of people say, okay, I'll give you money. And there's not any organization or systems, you know, or any of those things. And so I have been this ever going transformation of, you know, if I go back even earlier, I'm dyslexic. I have ADHD. I was always behind in school. I was never, never the smart one. And so there was its own transformation of just having to learn to believe in myself and that I could learn, that I was good at learning and, and going into all that, learning all the business things. And then that changed. I did photography. Then I wanted to teach other photographers how I built the six-figure business. Because in my mind, I was like, I'm not even that good. So just imagine what someone who's actually good at photography could do if they understood the business side. Like that was the part that's always come easy to me is the business side of, of whatever I'm doing. And so I built this course uh, that was called The Thriving Photographer and it taught photographers how to build a six-figure business. And then that went on and that became a seven-figure course, which was incredible. 
And then, you know, a few years later, um, I've been teaching retreats and workshops and speaking at conferences. And I started to get invited to non-photography related ones. So again, I'm evolving again and realizing, Mm -hmm. well, I want to help more than just photographers. And I don't even really identify as a photographer anymore because I hadn't picked up a camera in years. I had been teaching. And so then it evolves again. And through that, one of my big other transformations was learning how to work less hours, but make the same amount of money, how to you know, build systems, get organized, all those little hacks that give me time back so that I could be all the things I wanted to be. So then that transformed me again into what I've been doing for the last uh, seven years, which is really focused on helping people grow their businesses without sacrificing their home, their health, their happiness, all of all of those things. So I am just a big fat transformation. That's the only way I know how to do things because I have to keep learning. I have to keep you know, figuring this out. I am a work in progress. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, and you're open to it as well. I think change and transformation can be scary, but it can also be really exciting to grow and evolve. And when you're getting these signs or downloads from God, like I like to say a lot of times, you're like, okay, I feel that nudge. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it and see what happens. Um, I feel like you are kind of like my little spirit animal here, Leah, because I have ADHD tendencies as well. And I'm just like, I could never, you know, work a traditional job (laughs) because I need and but I'm come from a place of service. And I want to be able to serve others and do this and do that. And um, I think so many times there's so many working moms that listen to the show and we get stuck in this little bubble where maybe we're not taking those nudges and stepping on a limb and trying new things for ourselves. And, or maybe we're just so overwhelmed from the busyness of life and our jobs and giving of ourselves to everyone else. Even if you own your own business, it can be very exhausting giving of yourself and your time um, and your energy more than anything. So, I love the the concept of your show and balancing busy because, you know, so many women are just like, I'm so busy. I'm overscheduled. I'm overwhelmed. And I just want to take a nap, but I don't have time to. So we're going to talk a little bit today about doing less, about doing less and being okay with that and having a mindset shift around that. So I love how you talk about the concept of how, (laughs) how we do less, but better. So what does that really mean? I love that so much. So one of the things is the show is called, my podcast is called Balancing Busy, right? And the thing is, is, and one of the things that I just, I wanted to acknowledge and I wanted to just be really clear on is that our lives are full. Like we have very full lives. And if we believe that balance is only removing things, it's okay. I got to let go of more things. I got to push more things off the plate. And that's what I originally believed. And so I cut out all the things. And what do we do? Well, the first thing we're all going to cut out are things for ourselves because, well, we take care of others. And so we're like, well, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to, you know, eat as good as I should or whatever those things look like for her, for, you know, hang out with my girlfriends, have the girls night, go to lunch, get the sleep. I had cut out truly. It felt like everything I was down to. Do I stop feeding the children? Do I stop bringing in the income that pays our mortgage, right? Like there was nothing left to cut. And yet I still 
was exhausted. I was still overwhelmed. I was still burnt out. I still felt frantic all the time. I mean, I think if there was like a, a mascot that followed me around, it was this big ball of frantic frazzledness all the time. And I wanted to remove that so badly. And I was so lost on how the heck are we supposed to do this? And, and I just became obsessed with trying to figure this out. And so doing less, but better it, the very first step hands down is we have to know what our core values are. We have to get very, very clear on what matters to us. What, if we're going to look back in a decade, what is the thing that we're going to be grateful that we did proud that we did that we know matters and what are all the things that in the end we are going to say that genuinely did not matter. Why was I so focused on it? A very, very silly example of this is that family dinner really matters to me. I really, really love and want us to come around the table and eat dinner together. But I attached it with this idea that for me to be being an epic, incredible Pinterest worthy mom, I was making all the dinners and not just making the dinners. I do love to cook that. I, I learned how to do that, you know, when I was first married and I love it. And I want everything to have pan sauces and be garnished. And I just really love a whole event, but that every single night, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So for years I was trying to create family dinner, but at this version of it that I could not keep up with, I couldn't maintain, you know, night after night, like I come out of my office because the kids are getting home from school and I'm like, oh, I forgot to pull something out of the freezer. I have no stinking plan. I have no idea what we're going to do. And that, that was me on repeat. I finally pulled back and I said, okay, what, what is the real goal? The real goal is just that we eat dinner together. That is the goal. Now, how could I make this happen? So I devised a new plan. We started doing the meal kits and, you know, tried all different ones. We get three a week. And I have three kids. So each kid got to pick which meal they wanted. And they were in charge of cooking that meal. In the early years, I was their sous chef. I would assist and help. Or maybe one of the other siblings would help. Now they can do it completely by themselves. I, I don't need to be a part of it at all. So that's three nights a week. One night a week, my husband's in charge. That means it will be takeout. And I'm fine with that. There is no problems with that. Another night is spend for yourself night. Everybody gets to get whatever they want to eat. And we all just gather together with everyone with their own own meals. Then I've got one night that's typically nobody's cooking because one night's for sure date night. And then that really leaves me with that I cook Sunday dinner. That's about all I do now. And we have dinner regularly together as a family. We have for years, but I had to let go of something. So that less, really it was less of me, made better. It made that, that ultimate experience that I wanted, which was us coming together and talking about our day and sharing what went right and what went wrong and where we failed and where we succeeded and just having that family time. So that is one of those examples of less, but better. When I really started working on exercising, um, probably 10, 10, 12 years ago was when I really was like, okay, I want to start exercising. I had to find something that worked for me. And at the very, very beginning, that was 20 minute workouts because I couldn't comprehend carving more time than that. Now I have evolved. I've transformed over the years to where 
I can easily go 45 minutes or an hour and I carve that time and it's there and it's available. But at the very beginning, I I couldn't imagine more than 20 minutes. And that's great. It's us starting where we are and looking at what is the real goal? What do I really want? Now, what's the simplest way to get there? Like, how can I get there in the simplest, straight way? And then we can always build. We have, you know, such a mentality of all or nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And and I joke about this all the time because I'm like, I am such an all or nothing person to my detriment, right? It is like 100% on, 100% off. It's, It's a problem. And over the last few years, I've really been working on installing a dimmer switch in myself where I can like turn it up or I can turn it down. It, it can be incremental. It can be these, these little baby steps, these needle movers that get me towards my goal rather than me thinking, well, it's either all or it's nothing. I didn't work out today. So therefore I no longer work out and I'm just done. Right. Like trying to make that, that change, uh, with that dimmer switch approach. Yeah. I feel like we always start with the best of intentions. Like we'll sit down like Sunday night with our planner and we're just writing all the things we're going to do and how like we're going to work out every day. And I'm going to cook these awesome meals for my kids every night. And oh, I'm going to do like an hour of like journaling. And by like Wednesday, you're like, wow, it's it's made me think of that mascot following you around. It's like, ah, it's getting you. It's like just so frazzled. You're like, I put too much on my plate. So I love how you mentioned, Leah, really just going back to your core values. Like you said, family dinners are so important to you, but you just re you just reset the way you did things. You rethought it and got your kids involved. And I love those meal kits. I've started doing those too. Well, amazing, and like, right? amazing, like insane. Like we kind of shopped around, figure out which ones we like the best. And like my kids help make it now. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. Make it simple for yourself. We're teaching our kids to cook. Like at first day. So this is another thing to check on is Mm -hmm. what, what is the guilt saying to you? And is it true? Right. Is it real? So, so some of my guilt was, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not being a good mom. If I'm making them make the dinner, like I'm mom, that's my job. I'm supposed to make dinner. Right. Like I had this whole, this whole guilt that was kind of eating me that held me back for a while. When I finally questioned that, I realized I really want my kids to be confident, capable, self-reliant. I want them to know that they can do things. I don't want my kids to get off to college and be like, I'm starving because no one taught me how to cook. I have no idea what to do, exactly. any, you know, what to do. I want them to, to know how to do these things. My kids are incredible cooks. All three of them now are amazing. And a lot of that stem from that confidence that they built with those meal kits learning how to make things and then that triggered them to be like well I want to try other things I want to I want to figure out you know last night um was my middles her her time to make dinner and she made um butter chicken non-bread from scratch it was phenomenal it was so incredible and that's very normal for the kids to you know just take on these these kind of challenging, more complicated dishes and and be excited to try them. And it's been amazing. I'm so, I it's funny because this thing that at the beginning, I felt like I was being a bad mom mm-hmm. for me not being the one to make dinner is now one of the things that makes me feel like a really great mom. Isn't, Isn't that, that fascinating? Isn't that funny? Well, and you mentioned earlier, Leah, asking yourself the question, is it true? It's like such a powerful question because most of the time if you stop and ask yourself that, you're like, 
No, like they just want to have a family dinner too. Like if you were just like set out boxes of cereal and you guys were, they were like, they'd be like, okay, cool. Like we're sitting there and we're having this interaction time with our parents and losing that guilt. Like you said, you've made yourself a better mom by empowering them for when they go off on your own, on their own. I love that. Well, you also brought up, you know, thinking about, you know, what else are my core values? Well, maybe it's exercise and taking care of yourself, but there's guilt sometimes associated with that. Cause like, I should be working. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And <laughs> you kind of talk about better habits and how we can replace that with, you know, the busyness without feeling busy. still. and I guess what I'm trying to get at is a lot of times the women I work with, since we're coming from a place of like healthy habits, I'm like, oh, well, let's schedule 10 minutes of time to like walk outside, just walk outside around your backyard. And they're like, to add one more thing on my to-do list makes me feel busy, even if it is for myself. And I know it's going to be good for me. How do we replace that mindset and thinking of taking of ourselves as just one more thing on that to-do list and that aspect of busyness? Oh, that's okay. That's such a good question. And I think that is the question for all of us, right? So there is a huge mind shift that has to change from a scarcity mindset around time. There is never enough time to an abundance mindset around time. Now that I will say has probably been the hardest transformation of, of and mindset shift of any that I've, that I've tried to, to overcome money. I had no problem with. There is always more money out there. There is always more money to be made. That was so easy for me. But time, time is finite. There are only so many days. There are only so many years. So that one was very, very hard for me. There was a lot of my brain being like, you liar. That's not true. There are only 24 hours, right? And I remember, so I used to have this relationship with time that was very toxic, okay? Like I looked at time as time was out to get me. Time was constantly against me. Time never wanted to work for me. And, and I really had this feeling. And I, I'm going to add in one thing because I thought of it when you were saying something earlier. And I want to say this. We have a very bad habit of going into our days as if everything is going to go according to plan. When is the last time that any of us had a day that went according to plan? I do not remember a recent day where all things go according to plan. What would happen for every single one of us if we went into every single day saying, this day will not go according to plan. Therefore, I am going to do the most important things first. What happens is we go into the day thinking, oh, everything's going to go according to plan. So therefore, you know what? It's okay that this is taking a little longer or that I jump on my phone first and I do a little scrolling or who knows, whatever, whatever habits start a day that are not powerful. They, they're not empowering. And then something happens. Your kiddo calls and says, mom, I forgot my lunch. Can you please bring it? Or your friend calls and, or your sister calls and they need to talk to you or a client shows up in your inbox and you're like, oh my gosh, I did forget. Oh crud. And you're suddenly working, you know, rapidly to get something taken care of and fixed for them, whatever it might be. And so those most important things, those things that were truly going to move you towards your goal, they get neglected. And if that happens day after day after day after day, our progress just halts, it ends. So this idea of making a shift from 
my day is going to go according to plan to my day is not going to go according to plan. Mm -hmm. So therefore I am going to do what matters most first. And I will put those, those, this isn't a kind word, but I'm going to say it time wasters Mm -hmm. towards the end of the day, not, not front loading them, right? Not getting on my phone first, checking my inbox first, going into my DMS first, scrolling reels first, whatever it is. Um, Okay, so going back to feeling like there is enough time, there has to be a shift in this mindset of there actually is enough time. And there's this concept called Einstein time. And essentially it goes off of this idea of if you are with people that you love, if if you are in, in moments where, you know, maybe you're getting to have the most amazing girls night or you're having the most amazing vacation trip, that goes by so fast. Mm. Hours, you know, feel like minutes. But if I am doing something that I do not enjoy at all, that I want to be over, I mean, uh, the example that often gets used is if I'm being burned, okay, if, if my hand's on a hot stove, oh, those minutes feel like hours. In fact, those seconds feel like hours. And yet... If I'm in in a space of something that I love, that is my genius zone, that lights me up, it is the reverse. So that in itself tells us that time can be what we want it to be. We have more power over time than we think we do. So I had to shift from this time is against me, time is never working out for me, to there's enough time. Everything's going to work out. I can make this work for me. Time wants me to win. I remember having this moment where I just, I know this is so obvious, but I was like, huh, the queen, the president, billionaires, they all also have 24 hours. Mm-hmm. We have equal time. And they seem to be able to do a lot with those 24 hours. So how do I start getting my 24 hours to work for me better. And here's the bottom line. I'm a sucker for statistics. I don't know why they just make me so happy, but I just love, I'm like, see, see, it's proof. You, we, we right. have to like my data. Right. And so, you know, we know that happy people are more productive. We know that exercise is more powerful than antidepressants. We know that, right? Like there, there is scientific proof that says these things work. So therefore, let's trust that and put it into our lives and test it. And this is the other thing. It's not all or nothing. We can have a trial. We can test something for 30 days and see how we feel. I have found that after lunch, going for a 30-minute walk, I'm walking my dog, I'm listening to one of my audiobooks or a podcast. I crave that time. I love it. And you know what? In the early days, I neglected it all the time because I thought, nope, I don't have time. I don't have time. That wasn't true. We will make time for what matters. We all know it. And when I started making that time, it's my recess. It resets me. It brings me back. And we know just as well, we know with kids, kids are, they're more disciplined. They are uh, more constructive. They have better time management skills. There, all these good things from kids having recess, 
guess what? We haven't really grown up that much. We need recess too. And so these breaks, these getting our bodies moving, getting the endorphins, getting time to just think and ponder. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my, I would say, I would say probably eight out of 10 podcast episode ideas happen while I am exercising or on a walk. I finally have that time to just think. So it's an investment in opportunities for me also, because that's when I have time to like get those creative juices. It's those in showering. So showering is also a really important thing that like really helps creativity going. (laughs) Mine's always like walking on my Peloton and the shower or in the car. (laughs) Those are always my places. Like and why, why are those the ones? Because we get to sit still. We have a moment where we are with our thoughts Mm -hmm. and that's why they're so powerful. You know, we have very full lives, but what I want for each of us is I want us to go from frantic, frazzled to fulfilled that our lives are still full, but it now feels good. It feels fulfilled. I, people look at my life and, you know, and, oh my gosh, you're so busy. And I understand my life does look very, very busy. I volunteer 20 to 25 hours a week teaching an early morning religion class for high school juniors and seniors. I run a company. I have employees. I have a podcast. I also have my kids and, you know, we have all of our things. I get that it looks that way, but miraculously, remarkably, I don't feel busy. I don't feel frazzled. I, there is space. I have carved out white space in my life. And so even though it might look like, oh my gosh, how do you do it all? Somehow miraculously there has become time. And I think it starts by being aligned with our core values, knowing what matters most, being comfortable, letting people help us. I outsource a ton and I've let go of the guilt of feeling like, well, I should be doing this all. I should, you know, that's not a good way to spend my money. I was having a conversation with two moms this morning and talking about how much I love Instacart and how I use that thing all the time. And especially now that they will deliver Costco too. Oh my goodness. The fact that I'm I'm choosing to not take that hour or more to run to Costco, put the things into my cart, cart to my car, car to my, you know, into the house. I mean, someone else does all of that and they're just sitting on my doorstep. And so I'm constantly looking for these little needle movers that when you add them up, they make a huge difference. They free me up to do the things that light me up, that matter most. And then we have to know why. So, you know, you were talking about exercise and one of the things that really helped shift me with my exercise journey was I stopped looking at the reason I was exercising was because I wanted to look a certain way. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I totally still want to look a certain way. And totally. right. Yeah. Like I do. That's I, not the main I, objective anymore. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, the objective now is vibrance. I want to be vibrant. I want to be energetic. And I am at the stage in life where I am seeing the finish line with my kids, which breaks my heart, but I have an 18 year old, a 16 year old and a 14 year old. I mean, I have a senior, I have a few more months and she graduates and heads off to college. 
And so I'm now picturing this version of me that has grandkids. Mm -hmm. And I have this, this little visual that I imagine, which is me at Disneyland with my grandkids. And I want them to have to be keeping up with me. I am going to be running that park so flipping hard from ride to ride that they are going to be like, Grandma, wait. And I'll be like, keep up, kiddos. Let's go. And so (laughs) that is why I exercise, because I know the kind of grandma I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I need to start these habits now so that I can be that. And that really changed the the way that, that I looked at exercising and my why. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's all going back to your core values. And really thinking about, you know, we just did an episode on this a couple of weeks ago, not just where you're giving of your time, but your energy as well. And like you said, just doing less, but better, you know, doing Instacart, you're still getting your groceries, but Hey, you don't physically have to go do it. Like I, if I have to step inside a grocery store anymore, like I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like, but it's because I do grocery pickup all the time now or, or delivery now. Cause I'm trying to invest my energy in things that light me up, that help me be a better patient mom, a better patient coach, all all the things, all the things. And it's just twofold. And I feel like so many moms right now, every time you're like, oh, how are you? How's it going, girl? They're like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Like we wear it like a badge of honor. And I'm just like, I'd rather just say I'm busy, but I'm fulfilled. I'm energetic. I feel great. Yeah, I'm busy, but I'm not <laughs> like have that mascot ran and running over me like it's so frantic all the time. And I wish more women would do that. You know, having some strategy behind. We talk a ton about habit stacking. And I know you talk a little bit about system stacking. Can you kind of give us a little overview of what that is? Because I feel like we kind of have like the, okay, this is why I need to do it. But how? Yes. Yes. So one of the things is we figure out what matters to us. What do we really want? Then we start saying, what is the simplest way to accomplish this goal? And here's the thing. We know that things are going to get in our way. Things are going to try to stop us. There's going to be blocks. So what I like to do is I like to look at, okay, what could potentially stop me? And, And I try to make a plan for that ahead of time. Now I'm going to add to that. We don't always know what's going to stop us. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with recognizing that this is a work in progress. Like we're going to continue to move forward and be like, oh, okay, there it was. That was the thing that tried to block me. Now, how can I solve this and not beat ourselves up? Not say, oh, well, see, I'm a failure. I'm never going to be able to finish a workout program or keep going or whatever it is. And and because I know that, you know, so much of, of your sphere is within fitness, I'll use that as an example. When I first um, really wanted to start running. I was, I was training for a half marathon and I am not a runner. I mean, I learned, I learned the, um, symptoms of asthma as a junior high student so that I could go to the doctor and pretend to have them to get a note. So I would not have to run the mile. Like that's how committed I was to not (laughs) running. Okay. So I had never thought of myself as a runner, but I had moved to a new area and you know a lot of a lot of women can relate to this you're trying to make new friends and i meet this group of women they all decide they're doing a half marathon and i know like if i want to become part of this group then i need to run the stinking marathon with them right like that's going to be my end because they're all going and getting a house for the weekend they're you know training together all these things so i am like okay i guess i am a runner 
And so I, I start this process of, you know, pre- preparing for this half marathon. Well, one of the things that was a problem for me is, you know, night us or evening us or afternoon us is much more um, determined than early morning us, right? Mm-hmm. So I found that if anything was in my way early morning, I was like, never mind, can't do it, back to bed. And one of those things was a ponytail holder. If I could not find a rubber band to put my hair up, I was like, never mind, it's over. I'm going back to bed. Well, so, that's my sign. I shouldn't run today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I would literally have my workout shoes, my socks, my leggings, my sports bra, my t-shirt, and the ponytail holder all sitting in a pile. Because that was one of the things that I found that was going to try to stop me. And we don't look at it as... I'm doing something wrong. We just look at it as like, oh, you tried to get me, but I'm making a plan. I'm going to fix this. Okay. I know you've felt this way before too. You start a new healthy habit routine and you find a good flow. Motivation is high, but then life gets in the way and you find yourself in a season of life where that healthy habit routine just isn't working for you now anymore. Ugh, right? I mean, instead of just giving up, come take my free masterclass, The Healthy Habit Reset. You will learn the simple five-step habit change method I only share in this masterclass where I take the overwhelm and confusion out of health and teach you how to reset your habits for whatever season of life you are in with some basic habit strategy. And I know what you're thinking. How long is this going to take? I know your time is precious, my friend. So the masterclass is broken up into just three 10 to 15 minute modules and is available as audio only too. I have a workbook to also help you take action. So it's not going to take up a ton of your time. Check it out for free and let me know what you think at bit.ly slash free reset masterclass. There's a link in the show notes for you as well. I can't wait to see you inside of the reset. Now let's get back to the show. When we start thinking about system stacking within, I, I really look at this within my business, but it doesn't have to be within our businesses. It can be anywhere. It's all of these different little systems that each one by itself may not be life-changing in how much time it gives you back, right? Maybe it gives you back only five minutes. Maybe it gives you back 20 minutes. Maybe it gives you back 15 minutes. But when we stack them, when we start stacking these different systems, it becomes ours. So me not going to the grocery store, me having a house cleaner, me having a landscaper, me having someone who manages and produces my podcast, I record it, hand it off to them. They're going to do the rest. Me having someone who manages all my Pinterest, me having, you know, the way that we do dinner, we're five nights, six nights of the week. I am not cooking, but we're always having dinner. When I start stacking all of these different things, I'm getting hours and hours and hours back. I mean, we're talking, you know, 10 plus hours a week back where I don't have to be busy. I don't have to be that, that frazzled frantic. Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. We tell ourselves this idea of things are going to get better next week. Things are going to get better next month. When things slow down next week, I'm going to do this or do that. And my question is, has it actually slowed down or does every single week, every single month seem to just fill up with more? 
And we have a choice. We can either perpetually stay in that cycle or we can break it. We can say, you know what? No, this is not going to be the way that I live my life. There is a better way. And I choose that. And it's going to be hard because there's going to be moments where our insecurities or our limiting beliefs or self-doubt, they creep in. Thoughts come in like, that's ridiculous of me to hire a house cleaner. I should be able to do this myself. I mean, I'm home all day. Or that's not right of me to ask the kids to make dinner because they had school and sports and look how much they have and that's not fair. Or, oh, I shouldn't be able to make time for working out because I still haven't done this and this and therefore... I don't deserve to exercise, whatever, whatever the different things, we're going to have to catch those over and over and over and over and say, is this true? Am I going to, to find a better way? Or am I going to stay stuck? It is always a choice. We always have a choice. And to me, that, that actually excites me. That's powerful. Once I let go of thinking that out outside circumstances are, are what's causing me to feel busy or overwhelmed. It's, oh, but you don't understand my kids' schedules and all the different things. Once I take back the power, now that means that I can change it. I can make my life what I want it to be. That's such a powerful realization. I hope everyone takes with them today after this conversation is that we have a choice we have a choice with our busyness, our mindset, and I hope everyone leaves today's episode. Next time someone asks them, how are you? It's not just, I'm busy, and find out what is lighting you up and put your energy towards that instead. And like you said, your concept of doing less, but better. I love that so very much. So, so much. And it's not less so that we can be lazy, right? Like, right. Or less so we can add more, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Or so that we can say, well, what, what can I fill in? What else can I do? Right? Make with, right. It's less so that we can be that better version of ourselves. And, and in that, I'm, I'm going to drive this one home because I really wish we could just, let's just start a movement. Emily and Leah are starting a movement. We want everybody to jump on and go with us with this. But this idea of let's all stop saying oh my gosh, I'm so busy the next time someone asks us. Now, here's the honest truth about why we like being busy. Because when we are busy, that translates to we are valuable, we are in demand, Mm -hmm. we are important, we are wanted. We have this belief, especially in the United States, especially as Americans, we have this belief that busy makes us important. It makes us in demand, valuable. And yet we all hate how it feels. We're all going around cringing at this busy, frantic, overwhelmed, chaotic mess of a feeling that we hold on to. And we're not catching what's happening here. So, you know, making this decision to stop saying I'm busy, come up with something else. Oh my gosh, I'm doing great. Or how are you doing? So good. I'm excited for it. Tell them the next thing you're excited about. Mm-hmm. It's like coming up in your life. I mean, it's a, it's an easy default we fall into. I so get why, you know, it's, it's just an easy answer, but it's not a good answer. And if we're trying to go from busy to better, let's start answering that very, very simple question of how are you doing in a better way and not defaulting to busy. I love this 
so much. I could talk to you forever, Leah. I love it so much, but we're going to wrap up. Where can everyone connect with you and find out more about the Balancing Busy podcast and all that you do? Yes. Okay. So wherever you listen to your podcast, you're literally listening to this one right now. When you get done with this episode, you should totally leave Emily a five-star review, but then you should put into your search balancing busy podcast and come and subscribe to mine. So that is an absolutely great place to start. Uh, you can also go to my website. I know Emily will have all the links for that, but it's leahremelay.com. We have an amazing free masterclass. And if you give me 42 minutes, I'm very specific about the time because I know you already are saying, Leah, I don't have enough time. But if you give me 42 minutes, I will give you a bunch of different strategies and get you six to eight hours every single week, week after week back. And then you can use those for the better. So I feel like that's a good trait. So you can find that on my website, leahremelay.com forward slash free. And then of course, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, both places, Leah Remelay. Um, I know that is a tricky one to spell. So if you can text yourself really quick, it's L-E-A-H-R-E-M-I-L-L-E-T. If you're driving, don't worry about that. Emily will have all the links for you somewhere later and you can find them then. Yes, we'll have everything linked in the show notes so you can connect with Leah, my friends. Leah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I so value your time and this conversation. Oh, thank you for having me. Y'all, didn't I tell you I have some fire guests coming on the show this year? I love this so much. So a lot of times I record episodes really far in advance. I believe we record this in November or December. I can't even remember now. We've had so many great interviews. And then when I listen back, I feel like I get to just hear it from a whole new lens depending on where I'm at now. And I just feel fired up. And I hope you do too, wanting to do better, feeling more fulfilled versus frantic, and losing that badge of honor of being busy. Leah, thank you so much for this conversation. Okay, gang, as promised, here's my three biggest takeaways from this conversation with Leah Rimelay of the Balancing Busy podcast. So Leah mentions this a lot. It's doing less but better. So Leah mentioned what matters the most is what we'll be most proud of in 10 years. So we get so caught up in our to-do list. One of the things I tell the habit hackers in this society is like, girls, keep your to-do list separate from your habit trackers and anything around healthy habits because then your healthy habits just turn into another thing on your to-do list, right? But all those tasks we do in a day Is that going to really matter 10 years from now? And I love the example that Leah gives about family dinners. This is something really important to my family as well, especially my husband. He loves to make sure we're sitting down as a family together. But sometimes I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure because it's. I ate the question once for dinner. So I actually do some meal kits too and really ha- empower the boys to help with cleaning and cooking as well because I want them to be, you know, responsible young adults someday as well. And by giving that up, that allows you to do things better. It allows for more connection. Your kids are learning a skill. You just win. You just win. So how can you make it easy and get there as quickly as possible? She also talks about the Einstein time effect, which is a really great episode I probably want to talk about later on this year, but not in my back pocket too. So number two, you have a choice. You have a choice in those circumstances, right? I want you to take back the power today, okay? So I know this year... Uh, it's really started, you know, past this past fall for me. 
every Monday and Wednesday. So Mondays I coach at Orange Theory and I do it at a different location in downtown Indy and I start going to Hot Works on Mondays. Well, Friday mornings I kind of keep open as a free day for myself where I might finish up recording podcast episodes. I'm talking with other um, podcasters. We don't, I don't do interviews or calls on Fridays just so I have that free space. And I'm calling it my self-care Fridays, which has been really great. I'm still working and getting a lot done, but I'm also starting the day with something very beautiful and restful for me, which is hot yoga. And Mondays, it's a really great way to start my week as well. So I've made that choice. I could have easily said, no, those need to be filled with these appointments or that appointments. Now, I know I work for myself, so I do have a little bit more flexibility there for the most part. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, we don't give ourselves that space. If you work you know, for an employer and they're putting all these Zoom meetings on your calendar, if you're able to, block out your Google Calendar. Be like, I need to have capacity to be able to get these tasks done. You know, My husband gets stuck on a lot of Zoom meetings sometimes. And they're like, I can't get all the actual work I need to get done because I'm doing so many meetings. So making sure that you're standing up for yourself, giving yourself boundaries, I think is really important. And setting up some type of system to really feel more fulfilled and not so frantic. Where, you're, like Leah said, your life is still full, but it feels, it feels good. It feels good, right? And that's not that's not only to say for work, you know, setting boundaries, but that also means setting boundaries with your relationships, setting boundaries with yourself. Oh my goodness, that's a hard one, right? So remember, you have a choice and you can take back the power. Sometimes we have to think a little bit more creatively about that if, if someone is, you know, dictating our schedule based on where you work or whatnot, but you do have a choice. And lastly, I love this little last tidbit. I love the way conversations go sometimes with the guests I bring on because they're just so aligned with what we teach here on Self Transformed and what I know you need as well. And that is to stop wearing busy as a badge of honor. Stop it. I am so guilty of this. Someone will ask me, Emily, how's it going? Oh, I'm so busy. You know, just so busy, busy, busy. You know, you know, coaching and doing the podcast and running the boys everywhere. They just keep us so busy, busy, busy. And I love how Leah pointed out, we wear busy as a badge of honor because it wants, it makes us feel valuable. We're in demand. You know, we are wanted, those beliefs. But we all hate how it feels. We all hate how it feels. So I want to challenge you. I'm going to challenge myself as well. Next time someone says, Emily, how are you? I'm going to be like, I'm great. I'm really excited about this. I'm proud of my kids for that. And stop wearing busy as a badge of honor. Okay, stop it. We don't like how it feels. There is validation you can get that same way through other things you can do in your life. Woo. Okay, gang. If you want to connect with Leah, Everything's linked in the show notes. Her podcast, she has a freebie for you as well to give you six to eight hours back every single week. I love that, right? Time is usually one of our biggest challenges. So Leah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Y'all go make sure to listen to the Balancing Busy podcast. So I'm sending you all a great big hug. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I can tell you this month of January has been the highest downloads I have ever seen of the podcast. And I, I'm a true believer in the power of prayer and asking for what you want. And I've been talking a lot to the Lord just saying, please let me reach more ladies. Please let me, you know, help them and make an impact on them. And I can see that through the downloads and I'm, I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I'm so here for it. I've kind of set a goal every month, you know, 
to see if I can double my downloads from last year. I'm already on track there and I just want to keep this momentum going on this journey we're on together to have it hack our health in less time and guilt-free. So gang, thank you all so much. Come join me this Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern on Instagram Live or come check it out later for Habit Hacking Weekly. We'll give you a rundown of what we've learned this week, not only on our Monday episode, but our Thursday Habit Hacking episode. I'll catch up with you all then. Hey girl, real quick before you go, if you want some free motivation texted to you every week to help you Habit Hack your health, send me your favorite emoji to 773-904-2157 to sign up for my weekly pump up text. I can't wait to catch up with you there. And if you have any quick questions for me or feedback, it's me on the other end. So text me back, friend. And if you love the show, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way more mamas can find the show. Tag me in your Instagram stories at emilynichols22. What you love about the show. Show me your review so I can shout you out. Love and appreciate you, friend. I'll see you next time.